0: The light of God's truth is breaking through the dark clouds in today's valley of the shadow of death. This is Dennis Peterson, and thanks for joining me today on Reclaiming Your Legacy. Isn't it interesting how God's Word can have fresh application, even though we know it has specific revelation? He provides insight for His people in every era of history in unique ways, according to the times in which we live. Isaiah 9, verse 2, tells us, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Now we realize that Jesus, our Messiah, is the fulfillment of that prophecy. But it's amazing how the light of Jesus through the Holy Spirit can specially encourage his people even when they walk through their own unique lands of the shadow of death. Luke 8.17 tells us, For nothing is concealed that will not become evident, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. In times of great distress and turmoil among the peoples of the world's nations, our biblical insight is undeniable. The prophet Daniel declared to Babylon's king Nebuchadnezzar that he, the king, would soon recognize, quote, that the Most High is ruler over the realm of mankind and bestows it on whomever He God wishes. That's Daniel four, twenty five, and again in verse thirty-two. Did you ever consider the providential certainty that God's just judgment on nations is scheduled? Isaiah twenty six. 20 and 21 gives us a principle for God's people when they see disastrous trends coming on their world. The prophet wrote, come my people, enter your rooms and close your doors behind you. Hide for a little while until indignation, that is wrath, fury, or angry judgment, runs its course. For behold, Isaiah goes on to say, The Lord is about to come out from his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their wrongdoing, and the earth will reveal her bloodshed and will no longer cover her slain. We've all seen how the evil works of the enemy have created an epidemic of fear, confusion, and discouragement among the general population of virtually all the nations on earth. But has God's priority changed? particularly with regard to his exhortation in Romans 12, verse 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Meditate with me on Psalm 94, 12-17, and bring it before God in your prayers. Blessed is the man whom you discipline, Lord, and whom you teach from your law, so that you may grant him relief from the days of adversity, until a pit is dug for the wicked." For the Lord will not abandon his people, nor will he abandon his inheritance. For judgment will again be righteous, and all the upright in heart will follow it. Who will stand up for me against evildoers? Who will take his stand for me against those who do injustice? If the Lord had not been my help, my soul would soon have dwelt in the land of silence." Before you concede too quickly that the Antichrist is about to enable the globalist cabal to make transhuman zombies out of all of us, you might want to change the channels that you're listening to. Remember, the devil's only temporary power over mankind is his ability to deceive all we like sheep who are all gone astray and turned everyone to his own way. That's Isaiah 53, 6. Now, it's only natural and rational for you to want to know what's going on in your world, especially during a time of global upheaval like now. And unless you've been keeping a close eye on channels like The High Wire and switching from YouTube to channels like Rumble, BitChute, and Brighteon for your updates on current events, you likely haven't been keeping up with what's been going on behind the scenes and what's censored by the mainstream. Even most Christian programming gives you very little information. You probably didn't see the huge rally in Washington, D.C. to defeat the mandates. On January 23, 2022, thousands joined a remarkable rally in Washington, D.C. to defeat the mandates. You can hear a four-minute report on the D.C. rally at the link for today's program at reclaimyourlegacy.com. Mothers from California, fathers from New York, and thousands of Americans from every state in the nation came to Washington, D.C. with one voice to let elected officials and unelected bureaucrats know that they're fed up with federal mandates attempting to force them to get vaccinated. And contrary to the mainstream media narrative, the racially and politically diverse crowd did not come to threaten violence or riot. Dr. Peter McCullough, gave the first speech at the defeat the mandates dc rally regarding scientific reawakening he said something you ought to consider listen
1: and that is we have three critical circles that all of you are in today we have a circle of medical freedom you have the freedom you and you alone have the autonomy over your body you have the freedom to determine what happens to your body that is your sole possession in many ways it's the only thing you really have that is your possession that circle of medical freedom is inextricably linked to a circle of social freedom and that social freedom includes your family and your employment and your faith and involves your overall citizenry in any country that you reside, in any state that you reside. And that is inextricably linked to the circle of economic freedom. Medical freedom is linked to social and economic freedom. If we allow the circle of medical freedom to even be touched, let alone be broken, all the circles fracture. They all do and it crumbles, the writing is on the wall, and the determination to preserve medical freedom is in your hands. It's in your personal hands. It can't be any more clear. This moment cannot be more decisive. So join me and join these heroic doctors and nurses and others in helping bring America home. Thank you.
0: Medical doctor Aaron Kiriati, former UCI Director of Medical Ethics, drew an important correlation. Listen.
2: A society grounded in social distancing is a contradiction. It's a kind of anti-society. The pandemic was then used as a pretext for expanding state powers beyond all previous limits. The threshold for what counts as a public health emergency was deliberately never defined. So this state of emergency continues indefinitely, with no end in sight. With vaccine mandates and vaccine passports, we're seeing the emergence of what I call a biosecurity surveillance regime. The welding of digital technologies, public health, and police power are leading to unprecedented invasions on our privacy and intrusive methods of control. Now keep in mind that this pretext of public health and public safety historically has been used to pave the way even for totalitarian regimes. It's a cautionary tale from Germany, given the fact that Nazi Germany was governed for virtually the entirety of its existence under Article 48 of the Weimar Constitution, which allowed for suspension of German laws during times of emergency. Recall also the name of the group that carried out the infamous Reign of Terror during the French Revolution. It was called the Committee on Public Safety. As the great Soviet dissident, Alexander Solzhenitsyn, lamented, if only we had stood together against the common threat, we could have easily defeated it. So why didn't we? We didn't love freedom enough. We hurried to submit. We submitted with pleasure. We purely and simply deserved everything that happened afterwards. We will not go down that same path my friends. That's why we're here.
0: Dr. Pierre Corey also spoke at the Defeat the Mandates DC rally, sharing some valuable insight for all Americans that need to be heard. We've been
3: fighting that war. We're fighting for ourselves, our patients, and all of you. We are fighting against Big Pharma. They have controlled and captured our health agencies. Every single policy that they have issued out of those agencies the entire pandemic was written by the pharmaceutical industry. And that is a war on repurposed drugs. We've known now for two years that there are cheap, safe, highly effective, and widely available medicines that can treat this disease. That information has been suppressed. We are in a war of information. That's why we need you. We have to get this critical information out to save people. People are dying. They are killing us with censorship and propaganda. They are manipulating the minds of millions. Most of the healthcare system, many of my fellow physicians are completely brainwashed into believing that there is no treatment. They tell us to vaccinate ourselves endlessly and boost ourselves even though that single strategy has failed, is failing, and will continue to fail. It must stop every time, every time. I try to speak out or we try to publish a paper, the medical journals reject them, retract them, and they won't review them. We are being starved of critical information. The media ignores us. They've captured the television stations and the newspapers. They will not allow any information about non-profit, low-cost medications to reach the masses. And people are dying. They are dying as a result of those actions. We need to stop the dying. We have treatments that work. We've known they work. And this isn't about ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or fluvoxamine. It's about the war on repurposed drugs. And we're trying to win that war. We are winning that war. And we will win that war.
0: These medical doctors, thousands of them, are strong. They're knowledgeable and they're vocal. They're not sitting still. Hear what Dr. Mary Bowden from Houston, whom you might have heard about, had to say
4: suing the hospital in Houston, Texas. Methodist Hospital in Houston, Texas. And I bring up here Jennifer Bridges, also suing Methodist Hospital in Houston, Texas for wrongful termination because she didn't want them telling her what she could put in her body. I have treated in the last six months over 2,000 patients with COVID. I have helped them. I have given them monoclonal antibodies. That, that dirty word that we all know. What is it? What's that word? Ivermectin. I have been giving them breathing treatments, and I have been keeping people out of the hospital. And for that, Houston Methodists suspended my privileges. And they did it over Twitter. Medical freedom has been hijacked by hospitals, by insurance companies, by the government, and by Big Pharma. Doctors, now is the time to stand up, and save our profession. Patients, ask yourselves, do you want doctors that respect your right to informed consent? And do you want doctors that will respect your right to decide what gets injected into your body? Or do you want doctors that follow the dictates of third parties, like the government, like insurance companies, like hospitals? No way. Media censorship The bullying of physicians like myself who question the narrative and the unwillingness of hospitals, the CDC to give us very important information about COVID has bred extreme mistrust amongst the public. And now is the time to stand up. People, stand up, stand up for yourselves. Don't be bullied by these people. Don't let other people decide what goes in your body. And certainly don't let other people decide what goes in your children's bodies.
0: Many other highly credible and respected people spoke in the cold weather on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial to defeat the mandates under the banner An American Homecoming Rally for Medical Freedom. Please go to reclaimyourlegacy.com to access the links for many of the clips from that rally. Dr. Robert Malone, inventor of the mRNA vaccine technology, also spoke. He nearly died of COVID after taking his second COVID shot. Here is full speech at the link that's on the notes for today's program at ReclaimYourLegacy.com. Listen to just a little bit of it. These vaccines
5: do not prevent Omicron infection, viral replication, or spread to others. In our daily lives, with our friends, with our families, we all know this is true. And even if every man, woman, and child in the United States were vaccinated, these products cannot achieve herd immunity and stop COVID. They are not completely safe and the full nature of the risks remain unknown. In contrast, the natural immunity which healthy immune systems develop after infection and recovery from COVID is long-lasting, broad, and highly protective from disease and death caused by this virus. If there is risk, there must be choice. This is the fundamental bedrock truth of modern bioethics. All medical procedures, vaccines, and drugs have risks. All of us have the right to understand these risks and to decide for ourselves whether we willingly accept those risks. To deny this is to deny human dignity. Evil has many roots. A willingness to deny human dignity is one of the largest of those roots. In our hearts and in our souls, we know this to be true. Although I'm a physician who is deeply committed to the Hippocratic Oath, I'm above all a husband, a father, and a grandfather. If nothing else, we must nurture and protect our children. It is job one. It is your job. It is my job. It is not their job to protect us. During the last two years, our society and our public health response has failed to protect them. Many things that our public health system has demanded we do to our children has directly harmed them. Self-harm, suicide and drug abuse in children have taken off around the world. Anxiety Bullying, intimidation, coercion have become the norm. Measured IQ in the very young has dropped. Fundamental childhood delays are easily measured, and both physical damage and death of our children from injecting them with genetic vaccines in order to protect the elderly from a virus is occurring. As a parent, those that are parents are going to be parents. It is ultimately your responsibility to protect your children. If they're harmed by these genetic vaccines, you are the one that will have to take care of them. And you will carry the burden for the rest of your life and theirs. On average, between 1 in 2, and 2,000 and 3,000 children that receive these vaccines will be hospitalized in the short term with vaccine-caused damage. Only the passage of time will we know what long-term damage may occur to these children. The vaccines do not protect our children from becoming infected with Omicron. They do not prevent infected children from infecting others. In contrast, the pharmaceutical companies and the government are almost fully protected from any damages these products might cause to them. If your child is damaged by these vaccines, you will be left alone with both your grief and the burden of care. These genetic vaccines can damage your children. They may damage their brains, their heart, their immune system, and their ability to have children in the future. Many of these damages cannot be repaired. So I beg you, please, get informed about the possible risks that your children may be damaged by these experimental medical products. Don't let anyone tell you what to do. Think for yourself, because it's your responsibility to protect and nurture them. If they're damaged, no state governor, no public health official, no television doctor will be there to help you. You, your family, and your child will have to carry the load yourselves. Finally, I wish to leave you with hope. We will get through this. I sincerely believe that we can break through the effects of the madness of crowds, the mass formation. The effects of the legacy media and big tech promoted fear and psychological manipulation which have deeply distorted public health policy. Omicron is destroying the approved narrative that the vaccines are safe and effective and that early drug treatment does not work. The dark winter predicted by our president and pushed by fear-mongers in the media is failing to materialize. I recently returned with my wife, Jill, from a trip to Europe to work and learn with doctors Gert von den and Matthias Desmond. I was reminded once again by them, as I'm reminded by all of you, that Americans are fundamentally good people. The world still believes in the American experiment in self-governance. The Davos oligarchs have demonstrated their gross incompetence to all the world over the last two years. They have neither right nor ability to govern America and Americans. We are a free people, and we have governed ourselves for almost 250 years based on a constitution developed by self-reliant farmers, tradesmen, shop owners, and landholders. These forefathers rejected a foreign monarchy and oligarchy and instead created and fought for a political structure which remains an inspiration for the world. A shining city on the hill. When I was very young, a brilliant man said, Ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. This is our country. We own this amazing gift but we must defend it if we wish to keep it. Today, I ask all of you to keep that brilliant young man's words in your mind and heart. We can all be leaders, and now is the time to step up to the task. We will survive this, and we will overcome these hardships if we could just keep these three simple words in our hearts. Integrity, dignity, community, So fight for your children. Do not comply. I thank you so much for your time and attention.
0: Many other excellent speakers, including Robert F. Kennedy Jr. presented often censored information that's already saving many lives. But I wanted to include today a short clip of the MIT engineer, analyst, entrepreneur, and philanthropist, Steve Kirsch. Listen.
6: After three relatives, of a friend of mine died within a week after getting the vaccine. And they were perfectly healthy before they got the shot. I started looking at the data from the clinical trials, from studies, from the government, and from doctors. And what the data said was very troubling. First of all, the entire pandemic was completely avoidable. We had an early treatment protocol in March of 2020. It was developed by George Farid and Brian Tyson. Nobody dies on their protocol. Zero deaths. And there were only three hospitalizations for a few days. They tried to ask the NIH to take a look at their protocol, but the NIH wasn't interested. Today, the NIH is saying nothing about their protocol 7,000 patients later with zero deaths. This is ridiculous. If they are going to mandate anything, they should mandate that we all get this early treatment protocol, but they don't. You know, we don't need masks, we don't need vaccines, we don't need mandates, and we don't need lockdowns. We never did. What we need to do is to start listening to the doctors who have treated thousands of COVID cases with no deaths. Is that too much to ask?
0: There's only one reason that I or anyone else should want to share this information, just like you will hear from the hearts of many speakers who presented their experiences at this rally. It's all about being a caring human being, wanting to help people save the lives of their families. Remember, God's word says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. But Hosea went on to say, because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being my priest. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. I hope God will help you to awaken friends to the knowledge that will give them courage to do what all these doctors have literally risked their lives for us to hear today. This is Dennis Peterson. Thanks for being with me today.